Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Jen. And today we're going to be bringing you episode two of our motherhood installment. Yay. I feel like we should have clapping, right? Like insert clapping <laughs> here. Um, thank you so much to everyone who listened, reached out to us and Mogi and shared the episode on social media last week. And some of you even gave us some suggestions in our Instagram inbox about other members of the community or even yourself that'd like to be on to talk about this. So thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Please, you know, keep those recommendations coming. Um, we have the feeling, a feeling that this mini-series is going to take a life of its own, really, you know, over the next couple of months. So we really can't wait to see where this is going to take us. Okay, Jen. So let's tell the people, who do we have with us today? I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I really am. <laughs> so today we have another full-time reseller. We have Alex, as you may know her as the queen of thrift on social media. Alex has been a full-time reseller for quite a few years, and she recently gave birth to her beautiful baby girl, Charlotte. So she's also been very vocal on social media about her triumphs and her struggles about being a new mom, a full-time reseller. So we really can't wait to dive in. Yes. So welcome to the show, Alex. Thank you so much for being here. We're so happy to talk to you. Sit down and have this conversation all about motherhood. Um, so for people who don't know you, why don't you take a couple seconds and just tell people about yourself, how you get into reselling and all that fun stuff. Sure. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to talk about all this stuff today. Um, so yeah, um, I'm Alex. I have been reselling probably since like 2011, 2012. I went full-time in 2016, I believe. Oh my God, it's been so long. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so I've been full-time since, yeah, I think 2016, 2017. I'm not sure. It's been a while. And I just gave birth seven months ago to my daughter. Who's a cutie pie. Oh my gosh. Her chunky little face. I can't even stand it. (laughs) I love, I love her hair too. It's just like, like, oh, it's so cute. It reminds me so much of like my daughter. She's, I don't know, was Charlotte born with like a full head of hair? She was, and yeah. everyone kept telling me because I had such bad heartburn when I was pregnant, and everyone's like, "She's gonna have so much hair, so much hair," and she does. Um, Manny's mom uh, joked the other day and said it looks like she's wearing a like a what do you call it a toupee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're like it, like kind of like yes. <laughs> So now I can't like not see it, and I just. Yeah. Like when we're going for walks, I can see the back of her head through the stroller, and I just <laughs> just see the tube. You're gonna have to do something for Halloween with that, like you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, like actually so brush it over, like a comb over or something. Yeah, just something like a little so like cold. baby tux. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Alex, you know, kind of tell us a little bit. So you started in, in, you said like 2016, 2017, right? So you went full time. Um, not gonna lie like I know a little bit about you because like you're one of the first people you know like I said when I first started reselling that I started watching your videos because I I found them absolutely fascinating I loved your whole videos your explanation on things and how you kind of started your process and um oh I feel like such a stalker because I know all about Carly <laughs> I know all about like when you lived in the I'm apartment sure Alex is used to people <laughs> saying I know a lot about you she you know a lot about has a you. really big social media following you do because you've been around for so long like I think we forget sometimes that a lot of people started social media for reselling back in that 2015 2014 era right on Instagram and now it's just grown so much I have grown a lot like I remember when I first got on Instagram 
and I thought I was the only person in the world that was retelling. Like I literally thought it was like my little secret. And I was like, you know, I got on, like, I'm, I got all this stuff from the bins and I'm selling it. Nobody else is doing this. Right. And back then at the time, there really wasn't that many people like openly talking about it. Mm-hmm. And like, I would go to the bins and I would be like the only person there, like with a huge cart and people would always oh make God. comments like, wow, you have, you must like have a lot of clothes or a huge family. And it was so like bizarre (laughs) to like see anyone. Now you go to the bins. Oh my God. Like everyone is there with full cards. Like it's not like a hush hush type of thing, but yeah, yeah, Yeah. the community was so small. And (laughs) now I'm like, oh my God, like it's grown a lot, which is a good thing because now you know, we can talk more about it and be open about what we do and not feel so, I don't know, lonely or weird mm-hmm. that people yeah. are like, wait, you sell clothes? Like before <laughs> I get people ask me like, what do I do? And they didn't understand it. But I think now like it's mainstream that people actually understand like what reselling actually is. 100% agree. When I first, so I've been flipping things since I was a teenager. Like I always did it. I would go on Craigslist. I go on eBay back in the day. Oh, wow. when it was not like it is today. And I would like flip my handbags. I'd flip to buy new things or buy a new phone. And I used to flip stuff all the time or buy books for school, whatever it was. Right. And yeah. I would flip stuff. But when I started like reselling, reselling for real, when I actually understood what it was, um, that was like in 2018 is when I started doing that. And I didn't even think that there was a big community out there. I had no idea that this like social media space. This was a thing. This was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. The person that told me. Go ahead. Like you said, like, oh, I found this like secret little like area where nobody knows that I'm gonna make all this money and everything. And you're just like, and then I'll say, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) And then when you try to explain it to people, then it was like, wait, you go to the thrift store and you take used clothes and then you put a picture of it online and people buy that. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I remember my mom being like, wait, someone bought that? And I was yeah, like, yes. yeah, mom, for 20 bucks. <laughs> I lived at home. This was like back in like 2011, 2012. So I was like 21. I was still living at home. I had like a dresser specifically for my inventory in my bedroom. And <laughs> oh I would like go to the bins and I would sell it on this um, app called Vinted. Oh, yeah. And they had... So Vincent had like this little like message board type of thing. Um, I don't know if you guys ever sold on there, but they had like this thread. And I remember Vincent asked me to be um, a blogger on there. So like I had like this own little section where I would blog and I would like share different outfits that I would thrift. And I used to model all the clothes that I would bring in. And um, they had this little like message board. And I found someone that had like this... um, long thread of like sharing your social media accounts Mm -hmm. and so I put my social media account back then and my was not a thrifting account it was actually a fitness account Mm -hmm. so my the queen of thrift it was um a fitness account and my name on there was I think it was like Alexandra fit something I don't even know and I started just posting like thrift related stuff instead and it just kind of like transformed into this thrifty reselling account which Mm -hmm. is weird and kind of you know because now I'm posting more fitness (laughs) you can have a healthy mix of both though both right now yeah that's how I discovered um the reselling community and I was like oh my god there's like a whole community of people that are doing this that I had no idea even like on Vinted everyone would like 
not be open about it. We mm-hmm. would all act like we were selling our own clothes, but like, let's be real. Like yeah. who yeah. is selling off hundreds of items? In like all I, I don't even own hundreds, hundreds of items for myself. I own like a small part of my closet. That's about it. And because like I wear loungewear when I'm home, like I'm not dressing <laughs> exactly when I'm home. I have my work clothes, but even that I've like, down significantly because I think as a reseller you learn like well I mean do I really need all this stuff and like yeah. your mindset just changes about a lot of different things like yes it's fun to thrift things and find things for yourself and wear it a little bit but like that constant reseller mentality comes in and you're like I can just sell this and make money why am I keeping oh it? my god it I'm drives- myself doing that all the time it drives me nuts though because now it's like I can't just buy something for myself I have to like think okay but can I wear this a few times? And then can I still profit off of it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it drives me insane. Cause it's like, now my whole closet is centered around. Can I make money though? Off of my own clothes. Yeah. You <laughs> almost want to enjoy like that process that we used to once, because I feel like a lot of us female and even male um, resellers that, you know, are really into the whole fashion, everything like that was just a part of us before we started being resellers and right. enjoyed that aspect of like buying clothes and looking a certain way and trying different styles out. And it's like, you, you lose that enjoyment because your first thought, no matter what store you go into, I don't care if it's a retail store. I don't care if it's a thrift store. Your first thought is, can I flip this after I wear it my two times that I want to wear it? Yep. I Every feel time. like I just now, I think after like going through like the whole postpartum thing and like now mm-hmm. I'm like more interested in like can I wear this? And does it look good on me? Can I like, does this fit me? Will I wear it for a long time? I feel like now I'm slowly starting to get to that before it wouldn't matter. Like, I'd be like, Oh, this is a size large. Well, that's okay. It'll be oversized on me. I'll wear it for a month and then I'll flip it and I'll make 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, Alex, like you said, you've been, I think that you've just really like been hustling, right? Since you kind of got out of the gate, like you've done YouTube videos, you've done like all these different things that I feel like you've been um, almost like a trailblazer, I honestly would say with reselling, you know, and, and what you've done. And, and it's just, it's very impressive is what I'm trying to say, you know, like what you built in, in your your tiny apartment, you know, like you were always saying, and, and, you know, always kind of watching your journey and how you, you know, had this section that was your, your space and you really utilized what you had, you know, and, and kind of building up all of that. So, um, I obviously believe uh, I ran a business like that out of my apartment. I'm like, how how did I do that? My Uh best year was, um, when I was pregnant and it was all in the apartment. And I was like, how, did I do this? Well, I got like the storage units and stuff, which was insane. Like I can't, I was paying so much money for those. Sure. <laughs> so, I think the same thing too, because for three years while we were, we sold our house and then we were like, oh, we're going to go to an apartment for a little bit. And then the housing market was like insane. And we waited three years before we bought this house that we bought last year. We were in a 700 square foot, one bedroom apartment with two cats. And my inventory in the bedroom. I don't know how the hell I did it, but I grew the business out of there. Now I have this enormous space. Yeah. Like flustered. You got to do what you got to do. I mean, I had like, our apartment was so weirdly set up though. Like it was like, I don't know. It was like you walk in and then there's like a roundabout thing. So I actually had like a whole wall on the Uh, one side that like nobody ever went to, went through. You could see it. Like it was there, but like it wasn't in the way. So that whole wall was filled with inventory until I got storage units because I built my closet um, to like 2,000 items. So I had wow. two, oh my 
Yeah, I had an outdoor um, unit at first, which was horrible. I don't recommend. So anyone listening to this and you're thinking about getting a storage unit, do not get an outdoor unit. I had mice. I didn't openly share that on social media because it's, I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh my God, I have a mice infestation. They had to come in and, you know, kill the mice. I was finding dead mice in the unit. Like, oh my God. Oh it was so bad. And I had to move all of that out. Um, I think I was pregnant at that time. I don't know. Or maybe that was when I got to. Anyways, got to um, indoor units, which were like, oh my God, it was like moving like into a luxury apartment, <laughs> basically like yeah, climate was, control, light, like all yeah, the like electricity, a bathroom. Um, it was so nice. It was so nice. Like it was safe. I had a lot of weird incidents at the outdoor one. I almost got kidnapped. Oh my God. Yeah. Some guy was like, um, Hey, he was like yelling for me. And he was like four units down. He's like, can you come help me with something? No, no. And I would kind of like, like kept my distance. And I was like, what do you need help with? He's like, I "I don't want to get wet. Could you come in and reach in here? And it was like in his trunk. And I was like, no, what, what? He was just weird. He was weird. He gave me weird vibes. I like called Manny right away. I was like, if you don't hear from me, I got kidnapped. (laughs) This is my last known location. This is what this man looks like. Yeah. Just a lot of really bizarre things. It was, and it was in like a really bad area. Like just not good. Yeah. Well, obviously with all of, all of these things that you've done and that you've built up, you, you you know, you built up this, this amazing business and you're, one bedroom apartment and everything. And now you guys, you know, have this beautiful home that you guys have remodeled, you're fixing up, you know, and now you, Manny, Carly, and Charlotte are all together. So really, you know, what is this adjustment period kind of been like for you now that you're full-time selling? And I, we know that like, this is income that is very dependent, right? On your family and what you guys oh, yeah, do. Absolutely. Um, so it's not like a non-negotiable, like you're like, I got to figure this out. Oh, so, yeah. You know? Yeah. So like, Tell us about like, how's this adjustment period been for you, you know, from being pregnant, you know, to now being a new mom? Well, when I was pregnant, I don't know what happened, but I got like some type of like superpower um, where Mm -hmm. I just, oh my God, I just chopped through everything. Um, I was listing 30 to 50 items every single day, all the way up until giving birth. I was going to the bins. I was going to regular Goodwill. I built a huge death pile Mm -hmm. because I knew once I gave birth, there was going to be at least a month of me not being able to get out. Yeah. It was, it was about a week. (laughs) (laughs) You you planned for a month, but in reality, it was only a week. It was a week. I went to the bins a week after I gave birth and I did not. I oh did. my gosh, that's, that's amazing. And I was there with my mom and I was like, I told my mom, I was like, I don't know if this was a good idea. Like, I'm really like, weren't I'm you breastfeeding too? Did you have to pump yeah. at the bins? I didn't pump. I oh, just okay. went for like two hours. Oh, okay. okay. Kinda, okay. Well, I pump before I go, okay. like, I still go out, out all day. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you got to do what you got to do. By the time mm-hmm. I get home, I'm literally about to squirt across the room. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I went a week after giving birth and I told my mom, I was like, oh my God, like my, like my pelvis felt like it was just going to just 
I'm sure. In half. Like, I was like, I'm so sorry. This was such a bad idea. I, I left. And then I waited another week. Okay. And then that yeah. week it was a lot better. So I kind of like worked my way up yeah. to being able to do it again. You don't mentally, you don't think about how much birth affects you physically. You think you're good. Like you feel so great after birth and then you crash. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, when I was pregnant, I was hustling like a crazy person. Um, here's another thing. I, I, I never shared this with anybody. Um, I almost bought a thrift store <laughs> when I was pregnant. No I, way. What? Yeah, I almost started, I almost opened up my own thrift store. Um, wow. I was going to go into business with my sister. I was <laughs> four months pregnant. So I wasn't showing yet because I didn't want the guy that was selling, like renting it out to th- look at me like you know she's pregnant we can't give this like a flight risk or something like that right Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. anyways I had everything ready I had a down payment I was about to sign um the lease and everything and then we got we I was basically in like a crossroads of now I had like a huge savings account at the time Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to invest that. But being pregnant, I also knew we were trying to find a house. And, mm, yeah, you know, I, I didn't want to bring a baby in an apartment with a business, with a dog. And the apartment wasn't in the best area either. So, like, there was, like, you know, crime happening, cars getting mm-hmm. broken into. I'm on the third floor. <laughs> so, I ended up not yeah, lugging a baby and all her. Right. and everything yeah mm-hmm. so when the house popped up I I let that go and I got the house instead and I still you know want to do that but I was okay. like you know you gotta think about where I'm yeah. at right now in life and what's more important mm-hmm. but that was a journey in itself um yeah, yeah it was beautiful <laughs> that space <laughs> was so beautiful it had a huge like um Window was all hardwood floors. It was um, a salon prior. Oh, gotcha! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the lighting and the location, like perfect lighting, everything. Everything would have been perfect. I wanted it so bad, like oh, so bad. And yeah, I had to give that up. And but I'm, you know, I'm happy. I love our house, and it was the best decision. But that's how much I was like. I'm telling you, when you're pregnant, you get like this, like psycho crazy mom hustle inside you where you're just ready to like take over the world and so yeah I actually ended up still hiring my sister so I had my sister working for me while I was pregnant and we were just busting out listings like 50 60 listings every single day just many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Doing it. And then, yeah, once I gave birth, that, that changed a lot. I didn't have that energy so now, um, you know, I have the energy, but I don't have the time. Yes. yes. So, you know, it's like when you're pregnant, you 
you have the time, not the energy, and then it changes. It basically flip flops. Yeah. No, I think that's a really, really great, great way to put it, Alex. Yeah. Go ahead. Danielle. I, I think number one, you will have a store someday. That's not even like a question. Yeah. You have the drive and the passion. You're going to figure it out. Once your daughter gets a little bit older yeah, and I think so a little too. more independent, yeah. you're going to make it happen. 100%. I won't even, I have no doubt that you will make that happen. <laughs> Very true. Um, the second thing is, so I know you just said it's, hard now to make the time and when you do have the time I guess my question is what would you rather be doing when you do have the time is reselling the thing that comes to mind or is it like just sit down or just watch my daughter do something or watch something with her or snuggle her like what is that like to you when you do have the time so right now when she's napping I'm working mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. like a non-negotiable I have to work so and I don't want to work when she's awake When she's awake, I want to spend time with her. So when she's awake, I'm 100% on hers. Mm -hmm. So I'm not doing any type of work. I mean, unless it's like something that is very, you know, time sensitive that I have to get done and she wakes up while I'm in the middle of it, I'll quickly do that. But for the most part, when she's napping and she takes two naps a day, so I get about two hours a day to work, which is nothing compared to what I'm used to working eight hours a day. So basically I've switched over to, instead of focusing on the amount of listings, I'm trying to, you know, list more higher quality, mm-hmm. higher price items to make up for listing all those bread and butter items. Let's talk about that. Cause Jen and I actually have some questions for you when it comes to that. So I guess let the audience know, cause everyone obviously doesn't know who you are. What type of items were you selling? You said bread and butter. What did that look like for you? Because bread and butter can be different across the board for people. Right, right. So basically lots of like mall brands, um, <laughs> you know, American Eagle, Free People. Uh, I can't even think right now on the top of my head. You know, just like you're like, so like a, a $20, $25, maybe $30 flip or something, right? Maybe less. Honestly, okay. I was selling things for like 10 to $25 because it all came from the bin. So basically anything style wise, Mm -hmm. even target brands, old Navy. Yeah. It's just like quick, quick, easy. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. stuff that's going to maybe sell in bundles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In the past Mm -hmm. I was making so many bundle sales. People would come in my closet, bundle, bundle, bundle. Mm -hmm. Now I'm trying to get away from that because the time that it takes to pull every single item pack up all those little items and then ship them out. That also takes a lot of time too. So mm-hmm. now I'm trying to focus on, you know, $30 and up. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a decent profit for me, especially since I'm sourcing mainly at the bins and regular goodwill mixed in. So. Yeah. And it takes the same amount of effort, right. To list a $10 item than it does to list like a $50 item. Really? Right. You know? Right. So, yeah. And I would so- much rather like, ship out let's say I made five sales that day I would much rather ship out five items that sold between 30 to 100 dollars than five bundles with five items so now we're talking about 25 items that I'm pulling packing and shipping after they sold plus the 25 things that I just photographed and listed exactly exactly so that's those are things that you're shifting in your business now right so like you said you're trying to find ways on how to you know work smarter right? Not necessarily harder in the, the, the two hours that you have now a day. So like, it makes sense. Why are you going to be 
spending all this time on, you know, your typical bread and butter that you've been for like five to $15, where it's like, you're trying to focus on that higher ring, that higher value. So that's definitely something, like you said, that you've really changed and adopted for your, for your business. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been a huge change and it's hard. Like it sounds easy, but it's really hard. Like you're so used to picking up items and passing those up at the thrift. It's like, I feel like I'm, you know, passing up money, but I just know I have to keep reminding myself, like, I don't have the time. I find great things that I know will sell eventually, but like, I just don't have the time. So my closet's gone from um, about 1800 items when I gave birth and I'm down to 1200. So yeah, I'm slowly making my way down. I don't want any more than like 800 items. I I don't want a huge store. It's too much to take care of. It is. I 100%. I almost got to the, the thousand mark. And when I almost got it, now I don't do this full, this is not my full-time gig. I, I work outside the home. This has become a full-time job, but I enjoy it, right? Like it's, right. if I don't want to do it for a day, I don't have to do it for a day or a week, or I mean, it'll hurt my pocket in the long run. But if I want to take time away, I can, I don't depend on my reselling money to pay my bills. Um, but I, I totally understand your viewpoint because I think of myself, like when I first started and the things I'd pick up. And now my mentality is totally different. And it's like, well, why would I pick this up for, but I know I can sell for $20, $25, but I have to, first of all, I have no time to source unless I go after work or on the weekend. So now I've completely lost my nights and my weekends if I source, right? I, I don't have that anymore if that's what, what I want to do. It's also really hard to find higher quality items and I have to be creative and go to retail stores or go online sourcing. Like there's all these different components that I know will change when one day I become a mom and I'm just very grateful. Like when I hear all these stories from all you guys and the things that you share, I'm, I'm grateful for the time that I have now, but it also makes me think in the next, you know, few years when that does happen for me, like what I need to start adjusting now so that when that time comes, I am already in a different headspace with the understanding from all of my friends that have now shared all their stories with me, right? Like these are the things that are going to happen to you. And I am, uh, Jen will tell you this very like type A. I am very go, go, go all the time. Oh, it's just who I am. I can't, okay. I can't stop that about myself. If I'm sitting down, there's something wrong. I don't feel good. Like there's something happening. <laughs> I'm always doing something. Um, and I know that that will go away eventually when a child comes into my life. It probably um, won't. You don't it think won't. so? No. Nope, it won't. You're going to still want to get, like when I was pregnant, I literally was getting yelled at. Um, oh, that will be me. I will get screamed at 24 <laughs> seven. <laughs> I got caught standing on a ladder in the bathroom painting. Okay. That's <laughs> bad. <laughs> They're like, what are you doing? Get down from there. And I was like, well, it has to get done. And if it's going to get done right, then I have to do then it. I'm going to do it. Problem. Are you a Capricorn? Yeah. No, I'm actually a Sagittarius. Okay. Well, mm. all right. All right. I'm a Cap. So. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I was constantly doing, doing, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, we kind of touched a little bit about this with, with Mogi about how I think that we are, we're all go-getters, right? We're entrepreneurs. We're run our own business. We're that type of person that's like, like, Oh, you said no. Well, watch me kind of thing. You know what I mean? And it's like, I can go ahead and I can do what I want to do because I've got the hustle. I've got drive. So it's like, 
when you, when I've talked to you, you know, about mothers, it is a big adjustment, right? Because then it's something new where it's like, oh, there's now this little person here who actually does need my attention <laughs> and I want to give them my attention too. Right. And yeah. they, 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 they really, really do need me. So I know you were kind of just, um, talking to just a little bit, like, I'd love to just talk about like your sourcing strategy and how, how, you, how do you, how do you source now, Alex? Like now that like, do you take Charlotte with you very often? Do you have somebody watch her? Like, how do you get new inventory? So every Saturday, um, if we don't have anything like planned, which I always pray that we don't, because it's the only day that I get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so gotcha. Yeah. Um, Manny, cause he, Manny has off on the weekends. So Saturdays he watches her and I go out, I leave at like eight 30 in the morning and I'm usually home by like four 35. So you um, put in a whole shift. Yeah. A whole day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm out all day. I go to the bins and then I hit up a few, uh, regular thrifts on my way back. And then during the week, I usually do one trip with Charlotte, um, either maybe a Goodwill, a retail store. I know we just had like the Nordstrom Rack sales. So yeah. I took her. Um, she does okay, but she only gives me, you know, 25 minutes. So I, I, I feel like it, it's never a huge success. Yeah. When I take her, it's more like, let's just get out of the house. Let's see. Because yeah. I kind of want to like get her comfortable and get her used to it. That way as she gets older, she can come yeah. with me and I don't have to only rely on the weekends. But right now, yeah, Saturday. So tomorrow. Yay. <laughs> Are you going to go to Nordstrom Rack tomorrow? You need to go to Nordstrom Rack tomorrow. Huh? You need to go to Nordstrom yeah. Rack tomorrow. 60% off Markdown shoes. Nah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> not good. I did it last, I did it last year or no, not last year. I think the year before that they had it. Ah, yeah. I still have boots that are setting mm. on sale and they excluded um, luxury brands like designer this time around. I'll tell you later. Danielle has a tip for you then. I'll tell you later. All right. You tell me later. But I saw that and I was just there when they did the, um, whatchamacallit? 5, 10, 15 sale. That one I went to. And then the next week, which was last week. Oh, the 70% off. The 70% off. And I actually checked out the shoes and the clearance section. And I didn't really see that much in there. So I'm thinking, okay, well, if they're doing an additional 60% off, it's obviously going to be the same shoes that mm-hmm. were already there. I, I like to look um, mm-hmm. in clearance, even when they're not having sales, because sometimes you can find some really good deals, just regular clearance. Yep. Agreed. And I live like 10 minutes away. So I like to just go in there and kind of just, you know, pop in, see what's going on. I do the yeah. same thing too. It's five minutes from my work and 10 minutes from my house. So whenever yeah. I can, I just kind of peek in. I'm like, all right, nothing good. I'm out. And it's such a small, like, it's so easy to shop a retail store like that because any retail store going to retail arbitrage, it's just so faster because you yeah. know, I'm gonna look at jeans. I'm gonna look at sweater. All right, I'm out done. You know, mm-hmm. it's so different. Um, I wanted to just talk about one thing with the sourcing and you said that you spend all day Saturday doing this. Yeah. You have the mom guilt when you're out all day. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I always feel guilty. And then when I'm leaving, I get like, you know, anxiety and my heart starts beating really fast. And I'm like, Oh man, like, you know, I'm leaving her and I'm always afraid something bad's going to happen while I'm gone. And I travel an hour. So, you know, if something happens, I would have to leave and drive an hour home. So mom guilt too. I feel like I should be spending that time with her also with Manny too, as a family. So it's hard. 
it's extremely yeah. hard yeah. and finding that balance to like one be okay with the fact that like you're working you're supporting your family you're doing right. something for your family right yeah. it, it's a good thing what you're doing but I mean, there's no way around it. You're going to feel guilty because you're not spending time with your little girl who you love spending time with and who's growing yeah. quickly. I mean, I oh can't believe she's grown just in the last month. I mean, she's Thank like, you. she's a little human now. She's officially a little human. <laughs> like, <laughs> she just started crawling. Oh. And today, she's, she's now going on her hands and feet and trying to climb. Oh, no. Oh, she's, she's a go-getter that one <laughs> you just started crawling like literally she was army crawling for maybe three days and now all of a sudden she's up on all fours she's like trying to get up oh my yeah. gosh like wow. it just happened all so fast where I'm like whoa I know <laughs> so, that's like a whole different stage of life yeah. that you gotta go yeah. through and, oh and she just oh follows God. me around the house all the time like <laughs> she's She's adorable. She like follows me all over the place. <laughs> I don't think we talked about this, but what platforms do you sell on right now? Um, so right now I'm on Poshmark and eBay. Okay. okay. All right. Good to know. Do you favor one over the other? Uh, Poshmark. Poshmark. Yeah, me too. eBay. I, I love my I've, eBay, but mm. I've always, me and eBay have always had a very rough relationship. I just, I can't get down with eBay. Like yeah. money's good. Um, you don't have to put in as much work right. or the amount of money that you can make, but it comes with extra stuff, like mm-hmm. oh, opening up cases, just like crazy stuff. I feel like there's just drama. <laughs> eBay yeah. drama. Poshmark yeah. is just so laid back and chill. Like I get a case maybe every like three, four five months. Nothing. Right. And I would say I usually win most of them. Same. Yeah. They're yeah. usually not too crazy the cases they're just like oh okay whatever like yeah I, didn't respond. Mistake, I usually respond with like oh my bad okay Poshmark yeah. like yeah whatever yeah. exactly exactly yeah no, so there's one thing I do want to talk about since we're on reselling platforms and that's whatnot and we know that you got on whatnot and started selling what were your intentions with it or what are your intentions intentions now with it and how are you going to incorporate it or are you not going to incorporate it in your business so I'm not sure if I want to continue to incorporate it. I think. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right. I don't think whatnot is a bad selling platform at all. I think it can be great for some people. Um, The money's quick. Uh, But the time that you got to put into it is a lot. And when I was doing it, I was... Man, I was putting so much time and the amount of money that I was making, it just wasn't making sense. And my office literally got trashed because every single show, mm-hmm. you're doing about 30 to 60 items and then whatever doesn't sell, I was just like throwing in a pile and I just got really unorganized because I only get, you know, two hours a day. Yeah. So it just wasn't for me. Um, my first show was great. Um, which I had a few people warn me. They told me like, your first show is going to be great. People are going to come. They're going to support you. You're going to sell out. 
But then the next few shows after that, you're going to really see what the app is, you know, about. So people already went me, but mm. me, the type of person I am, I was like, no, <laughs> I'm going to go on there and I'm going to make a killing because I see other people making a killing. So my first show, I, I made a reel on my Instagram that you can see my numbers. You can see how much money I made. So the first show I made $400, which that then makes you think, okay, well then I'll just keep doing this. And if I do one show a week, that's $400 a week. That's yeah. easy money. Yep. Mm-hmm. But my next show, then it was like $100 and then it was like $70. And then my very last show that I did was $46. And it took me, I want to say about five hours worth of work. And I was just like, screw this. Yeah. <laughs> At that like, point you were yeah. in the negative. Yeah, oh man, I can't keep doing this. Like it's yeah. it's a lot. And I I noticed too, I think the problem with the app is that there's so many resellers on the app and there's not regular buyers. So mm-hmm. us as resellers, what do we what do we want to do? We want to make money. Sourcing. So oh right. So you want so to find yeah, we're trying mm-hmm. to find those deals and we want to take we want to buy those items that we can then flip. So mm-hmm. I was selling like, you know, Lululemon and free people for like $7 when I could have mm-hmm. easily just listed them and made 20 bucks, maybe more. And so I started picking up, I was like, all right, let me not do like brands that are good that could sell for a lot. Let me try and do style. Cause I've seen some people very successful with style. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her name? Style Lux. Yes. Yes. Style. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She, what is her real name? Um, I am so bad on. with real names. Let me see. No. I, I, <laughs> I would rather so funny. Christina. Christina is her name. Christina. Okay, so Christina, I love her, like her content with her, her whole styling. concept is amazing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was watching some of her shows, a few others, and I was like, you know, they're really killing it with the style. And I like to think of myself, I'm a stylish person. You I are. I love clothing. I love styling, et cetera. So I was like, you know, I, I want to start like, you know, doing some more style. Yeah. When I started doing it, I was not getting the same. <laughs> I was, nobody Instant discouragement. <laughs> nobody wanted my stuff. So it was like, I looked Aww. like a dollar. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, the same for no. me. <laughs> that's so funny oh my gosh I know we go in like yeah no I can do it I can do it You're like, oh wait a minute Maybe. yeah I was like, no, no, not for me. So. I'm glad though that you realized how much time it took away from you and like like you said you have these short bursts during the day so your time that would have spent listing or sorting through things or whatever it was while your daughter's sleeping now you're doing a whatnot show and what if it goes over and she wakes up like there's just so many more components to it because then it's yeah. the aftermath of it. And you can't, you don't have time to deal with the aftermath of whatnot. No, I was doing the whatnot shows at night. Okay. So at like 6.30 after she goes to bed. And so, and then I would ship that night too. So then I was like, by the time um, I'm shipping out like 40 items and packaging, it was way past my bedtime. I was losing sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know how you, how you do that, Alex. That sounds exhausting. Just I was getting like four hours of sleep and I was just like, this with the baby, the, nonetheless. The, yeah. I was like, this is really stressful. I don't know how these yeah. people are doing it. So like, I don't know how they do it either. Anyone that's on there that's successful, you guys are like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe if I didn't have a baby, I probably mm-hmm. would have like done really well. I, yeah. I would have, if I was pregnant 
and they had whatnot, I would have had my sister who was still working for me. I would be outsourcing all day. I would have her live all day on whatnot. And I would just keep, that's the way. That's a true businesswoman right there. (laughs) You're going to sell for me and I'm going to get the stuff. Okay. Hire hire somebody to be on there all day. You Mm -hmm. go sourcing at the bins and just keep dropping it off, going back out, dropping off. And then you can sell all day long, but somebody like me, when you become a mom, you got two hours a day. It's just time is so incredibly precious, right? When you really think about it, because you don't, you don't realize, like you said, your time is not your own, right? Like, and, and it's, um, and you, and you have to be there. You have to show up for, for your kid, you know, and so it's, you don't have a choice exactly. And, um, you know, so no, thank you so much for sharing all of that. You know, I think that it's really refreshing to hear from our listeners about like how you're pivoting, how you're adjusting, you know, and how you're trying to make it work and, and figure it out as you go. Um, especially, you know, with everybody wanting to talk about like whatnot and, and like yeah. hearing about how much, how much work, you know, really goes into these things and, and how sometimes, you know, all that work doesn't pay off. Like you were saying, like one of your shows, you made like around 40, 40 something bucks, right? It's like, that must've been really discouraging. Like, yeah, that must've been so discouraging. Cause you're right. I would have gone in with the same mindset. Like, wow, I made 400 bucks. You're like, this is great. Like, you know, cash cow. Awesome. I'm going to get this all done. Listen. But you know, like you said, once the reality kind of set in, it's like, maybe this isn't going to work for my business. So being flexible, right. And being yeah. able to, to figure out, you know what, I'm not going to go down this pathway because it's not worth my time. Right. Yep. And after I made the switch, I went, I'm now back on my regular routine, my regular schedule yeah. and my sales have gone up so much. Like with, That's with awesome. so working eBay and I'm like, this is what I needed to do. Yeah. And like you found and I think it's good to experiment though. Like, I think there's an aspect of that that's really important for all of us to do like, okay, let me try this and figure out if it's for me or not like you did. And when you go back to that thing that works for you, you're like, I got this. Like, yeah. I know what I need to do to hustle. I know what I do. To, I need to do to pay my bills. I can structure this perfectly for my life and for my child and, and for my future husband. I know you guys aren't married yet, but basically husband and wife at this point. Um, but, but you, you can... I feel like you can just plan better when you're in that happy place with your business. And like, I've got a well-oiled machine here. Like we can do this. I think oh, it's yeah, so definitely. critical. But, and it's also fun to start new things. Like yes. don't get me wrong. selling on whatnot is so addicting and so much fun because you're interacting with people mm-hmm. and like your followers. Like, you know, I don't have a lot of time during the day to have conversations on Instagram the way that I used to. I used to talk to people all day long. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, I'm very limited on, you know, responding to people's messages, et cetera. So it was kind of cool to like be on there and you guys hear I it. hear her. <laughs> <laughs> She's saying hi. That's all. She's like, you're talking about me, mom. Yes. Let me just say hello. <laughs> She's like, where is my mom? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll make sure we get through this in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> well, let's, 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 like, yeah, let's, let's, let's talk, um, let's flip the subject a little bit, right? Because other, you have so much other things on your platform, Alex, you know, a big thing that you do talk about is your health and fitness journey. You know, yeah. you talk a lot about like, um, not only just like workouts and everything, but also you, you share a lot of recipes, which they all look amazing. You know, and, and like what you do and what you build and like your, your, sometimes you do your grocery hauls or whatever, you show all these different things that you had. Um, so obviously, like you said, health and fitness is really important for it to you. And, and I think it's been really great that you've been incredibly vocal about, you know, your, your successes and your struggles in this kind of journey. Um, we'd love to just kind of talk to you about that. Like, 
like, what have you, I guess, um, I guess the biggest thing is like, what have you found surprising that has been so struggling for you when it comes to like your fitness? Cause you were always just a really active person right. and you were always enjoyed working out and doing all that kind of stuff. But how is it now that your mom and that your body's changed, your body's gone through this amazing process of giving birth. Um, but it's definitely different right yeah. now. And it's getting used to, you know, like, like I know for me, like, um, like definitely like my hips are a little wider, you know what I mean? I have a softer tummy than what I used to. And, and it's like, okay, well, like, this is what we got right now. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a huge um, adjustment. I think it's like pregnancy kind of prepares you. I feel like pregnancy was a lot harder for me than postpartum as far as looking at myself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Um, pregnancy is like you're watching literally like you're just like your boobs are just morphing into something that you have no idea what it is and you have no control over it I was like going to the gym while pregnant and I remember like having like a mental breakdown like just crying Mm -hmm. and just telling Manny like I wish that I could just run it away like I like Mm -hmm. I can't handle this like it's and it sounds you know, obviously don't wish. It doesn't sound awful. Don't. No, it's like, that. it doesn't. You don't wish to run your baby away. No, <laughs> no, no. You, 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 want, you like, want those hips to go away. Yeah. To go away. So, <laughs> the cellulite, the yeah. big the boobs, marks. side hips, my cottage cheese butt. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a complete change for me. I gained 50 pounds with my pregnancy. I remember going for and a you're, walk. And you're small. I was going to say, you're, you're petite. I'm five foot tall. I was yeah. 180 pounds when I gave birth. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, gained, I gained 40. I'm five two and I gained 40. But I remember telling my doctor, because I was pregnant during COVID and I had, um, I had some complications with my pregnancy. I was a big workout person too, you know, and then like month three, everything shut down. So like all the gyms, everything. And so it was like, okay, it was up to me to do it. But then like by like month four and five, I ended up getting a partial placenta previa. So like my birth canal was blocked and I was basically told like, you can't run, you can't, you need to rest. You need to like, and so my husband, he was so scared, you know? So he like, didn't let me do anything. So I gained all this, you know, I gained extra weight too. But I remember telling my doctor, I'm like, you know what? Just don't tell me the weight. I just need to just, as long as I'm doing what I'm doing, just tell me that I'm doing what I'm doing. And, and they're like, okay. And then I yelled at my doctor because I gained 10 more pounds than I was supposed to. <laughs> She's like, ah, you know, it was COVID. And, and I just wanted you to be, okay, you know, relaxed and not worried about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were pretty relaxed with me too. Like I kept, yeah. but I was the one that was like, is that okay? Should yeah. I gain yeah. this much weight? Is that like, number okay? Yeah. Some people, some people gain more than others. And I mean, I look back now and I'm like, well, I mean, I was eating like Jimmy John's breakfast sandwiches <laughs> or Jimmy Dean's or whatever every yep. single day. It was the only thing I could eat, like without mm-hmm. throwing up. It was the only thing I craved, you know, fatty foods. By the second, by like my second trimester, when I could finally eat like normal again, that's when I started like, okay, I need to get on track. But like, it didn't matter. My body was going to do what it wanted to do regardless. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it didn't matter if it was Jimmy Dean's or if it was an apple. It was it like, really wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah. wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. I started like meal prepping towards the end, and then I had like I failed my first glucose test, and that scared me. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. I like mm-hmm. got real strict, and then I passed the second one, and then. 
yeah, I gained 50 pounds and that was really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What that journey looked like for you postpartum, because I know you had some issues, especially with like working out and, and what that's looked like yeah. for you and um, not being able to do a lot of things you used to. So when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. During my second trimester when I was pregnant, I started experiencing extremely bad hip pain and um, groin pain, like in my pelvis area. And they didn't really seem too concerned about it. They kept telling me it's like the hormone relaxin and it makes that's what makes your hips widen mm-hmm. so that you can give birth. Well, after I gave birth, I felt great. So after I gave birth, my hip pain completely went away. Um, that was great. I could sleep. Oh my God. I slept. It was, so that bad, bad, huh? mm-hmm. it was t- I mean, I was up in the middle of the night in tears. I would be moaning in pain, trying to roll from one side to the other. And yeah. this was like, to me, before, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was even before I had like a big belly. So it wasn't like I was trying to roll because of the weight. It was like, just yeah. moving my leg. I wanted to scream. It was wow. such pain. And I have a really high pain tolerance. Like, so yeah, after birth, um, that, cleared up but my uh pain it was like in my groin like just stayed and then I remember going for walks and it was just like oh my god I felt like my right leg somebody was like yanking on it mm-hmm. trying to pull my leg out of out, like it felt like something was like out of socket and you know I kept going to the doctor for it and they just kept putting it off they want to send me to this specialist I did I did physical therapy I did chiropractor I even went to a pelvic floor Yep. Yeah. yeah so like I did all of that and nothing they did so I just started doing my own research and googling and trying different things and I've been uh focusing on doing like uh one-legged exercises which they told mm-hmm. me not to do because mm-hmm. I don't know why they just said stay away from that but I felt like I may have like an injury maybe from birth of like a tendon or something that oh, I don't know okay. I'm just like mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor but, no, but you're, but I mean, we are our own doctors right. in a sense, yeah, our own you know, you kind of have to be, right? You know the body more than anybody else. Exactly. And I just mm-hmm. felt like, I think I have a muscle imbalance of some sort because it's only on one side of my body. Oh. So I started focusing then on that side of my body. So like doing some strength training, some stretches, using the bands and doing different exercises. And now like I can run with no pain. I can walk like it's still there a little bit, but not nearly as bad. So I'm like, I feel like just in the last maybe two to three weeks, I've been doing more like weight training and amping up my fitness. So I think probably in the next few months, I'll see a lot more results with weight loss just because like, you know, I was really limited. I was, I lost, I think what? 30 pounds just walking and dieting that's amazing that's absolutely yeah. amazing Alex honestly yeah because I, I think what people don't realize like people just think like oh you'll just bounce back or whatever it'll be oh, easy. or like the weight falls off I hated this one the weight will fall off when you start to breast no it doesn't it doesn't lie no it doesn't it's like 
opposite. I feel like your body wants to hold on to that weight when you're breastfeeding because you still are underneath all those hormones. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And like, you don't know what you won't be able to do after giving birth. Cause like yeah. you, you know, your body is, it goes through this really big traumatic thing. Right. And it's like, it does take time for it to recover. So sometimes you can't control the narrative. Right. Oh. And I think that is what gets really frustrating. Right. Where you're just like, I can't control this, you know, and this is how it has to be. And I need to learn to adjust and to pivot. Right. Yeah. With what I can do. So, you know, um, I'd love to just kind of hear about like, you know, what are just some, like, I guess some tips or some things that you can like talk to, like with some of those new moms that are out there, you know, and like, what should people be giving themselves, like give themselves a little bit of slack on or something, you know? Sure. Um, definitely like, cause we're just still like, we were just talking about with like the physical part of like motherhood and postpartum, like you have to give yourself a break. Like, it's okay. Like you're, you gave birth and your body's going to look like it gave birth. So you don't need to look like you didn't give birth. I don't understand. Why are we like trying to hide the fact that like we just gave birth? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Society makes us think that we need to do that. I thought I was going to leave that hospital with like a six pack, honestly. I thought (laughs) (laughs) thought it was like, it's all going to just go. Like it was all just going to disappear. Oh my God. I was so wrong. Like, I think I got out of the hospital, like literally eight pounds later. I just lost (laughs) Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what you lost. <laughs> but um that and I guess uh, you know, understanding my honestly, my biggest struggle is like, you know, that urge when you just want to get up and go. And you okay. cannot get up and go anymore after you have a baby. Like I get like these urges and I still struggle with this of like, oh my god, I should go to this thrift store. I can feel it. It's gonna be so good at that. Calling my name, you know. Oh my god, and you want to go so bad, and then you look over at your baby, you're like yep like yes I gotta stay here (laughs) unless you want to pack her up and go but that's just by the time you get her ready and get in the car that feeling's gonna be gone Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, because it's so much it's so much work I was like why I always tell my husband like why does the smallest member of our family need the most stuff it drives me crazy I'm like and I'm always missing something (laughs) yep yep you gotta have like the snacks, the water, the bottle, like everything. everything. Like extra change of clothing in case they get dirty or they spit up on them or whatever. Yeah, Boy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Things yeah. to keep them busy. Yeah, it's a lot. But I guess when new moms like just slow down. Like you know, it's okay. You just gave birth. Um, I thought I was gonna make a hundred thousand dollars this year. I don't know why I thought that. I thought I have to prove it to myself that I can do that after giving birth. But no. I'm not going to like my priority is her, is Charlotte and we only get this time once mm-hmm. they're only babies one time so it's okay to put your business on the back burner as long you know obviously I don't have a choice I have to still work I, I support me and my family without my income we wouldn't be able to afford our house right so I still have to work but I'm okay you know I, I can't really push myself too much um still learning to slow down a little bit yeah, yeah that will fun. come with time yeah and just and you get better it gets mm-hmm. easier that's another thing too it gets easier the beginning mm-hmm. is so overwhelming you don't know you know with sleep and nap and feeding schedules and you just feel crazy clueless sleep deprived but then you get a rhythm they get their naps down you start working again and life's 
slowly feels normal. It's a good way to put it, Alex. It was a really good way to end the episode. Thank you for that. Seriously, this episode was great. Thank you for being so raw and honest and sharing what it's been like for you. I know it's not always easy to share these kind of things, you know, with the personal, the intimate things that we're feeling, but I know people who are going to be listening to this episode are going to really appreciate your honesty and understanding a little bit more about your, about you and your situation on a personal level, because we only see snapshots on social media, no matter how real we are on social media, right? It's always these like little snapshots, which is why we thought it was so important to have people like you on here to just share more in depth what this is like for you. Yeah. And I hope maybe there's a new mom that's listening that just gave birth and you'll need somebody to tell you, like, it gets easier. It's so hard. Postpartum is so fucking hard. Like people don't really talk about it that much of how Mm -hmm. lonely it is too, Mm -hmm. especially like when you have like your husband or whatever and they're home and then they go back to work and you're just there. Like that was the hardest thing too. So and I think a lot of people don't realize too, like, um, you know, you're, you're also going through a mourning process too, you know, because people don't realize you're mourning your old life. Like what you had before oh, is, yeah. is also, you know, it's very real because you're just like, wow, I can't do this stuff anymore. I can't just, I need to shift the way that I think of things. And, you know, especially like, like you said, when you're a really independent person and you're so used to having your own thing and doing your own thing and being your own boss in all different aspects of your life. Right. And then that changes. That's um, so- the hardest thing I even said it to Manny just the other day like I'm still mourning who I was like it's still it still like creeps up on you where you get angry and you think like you wish that you could just like you know go do something and you can't and you feel like almost kind of like a prisoner yeah and then you you get like you know into like those negative mindsets and then you gotta like force yourself to like think differently but it's normal it's normal Mm -hmm. to think like that like it's not all right. Just think the warden is really cute, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's okay to feel like that. Like you can still love your life. You could still, you obviously you still love your baby. You're not a bad mom for yeah. thinking those things. It's normal. You're going to think those things. Absolutely. It's going to happen. Absolutely. Well, like we said, thank you so much, Alex, for meeting with us. We know that your time is very precious. So we appreciate you yes. taking time <laughs> out of your day to, to to talk to us. So um, again, we hope you guys really enjoyed this episode and um, you know, definitely follow Alex, follow her journey on what she's been doing. And um, yeah, thanks again for listening, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you, guys.